0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Progress, Not Perfection. I'm your host, Jeff Pacman. With me today, I've got fellow coach, Coach Taez, fellow bro amigo. We are good friends. We talk every single week for at least an hour about business, about life, about everything in between. And it was a pleasure, it was an honor to have him on the podcast today. Just some topics we went over were why newbie gains are so important and how to take advantage of your gains as a new weightlifter. We also talked about Andy's opinion on weightlifting shoes. We talked about his favorite glute exercises. We talked about the difference between discipline and motivation and why having specificity in your goals is so important. We also talked about the number one biggest hack to beat lack of motivation to work out. And we also talked about how the going to the gym will give you massive amounts of confidence. And finally, the last thing we talked about is the principle of gratitude and why the most successful people practice gratitude and why it works. I think this was an amazing episode. I think you're going to get a ton of value out of it. Um, if you do, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your story so more people can find it. And follow my friend Andy at Coach Taters. I'll leave his information down below. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. How's your day, man? Yeah, good. Busy day today. Had
1: a couple in-person clients. Um then came back, started my check-ins for the day. And now here mate, haven't got a chance to train, but I got some steps in, which is good, but yeah, so far so good, man. What about you?
0: That's better than than I did. I think I'm at like 3000 steps today. <laughs> Something like 3,000. That. Mate, that's like a normal day for me, to be honest. I, but here's the thing is, I don't have a, a kid and, like, all the responsibilities that you have. So I don't have an excuse not to get, like, a shit ton of steps other than I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to.
1: Right. right
0: and I can do that. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm at 175 fucking pounds right now. I'm tiny right
1: Dude, now. Dude, I saw... You did. You've been making some really good, consistent progress. I saw that you were like hovering around 178 for a while and then boom, down to like 176, 175, 174. Um, So, yeah, dude, good work on the consistency there.
0: I'm just showing. So my whole goal is to show people like what what the grind actually looks like, because people don't Mm -hmm. know that it's a fucking grind, baby. Like, you just got to keep going. Keep fucking going. That is, like, the motto of, maybe that's the name of our podcast, keep fucking going.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but seriously, yeah, that's dude. the motto of anything, whether it's building muscle, building a business, um, working on relationships, <clears throat> working on your mental health. Like, just don't give up. Just keep fucking going.
1: Yeah easier said than done of course but i mean i think a lot of people give up way too quick when the scale doesn't go down
0: even just for one day you know so i mean that's the day that they choose to focus on right whereas like that used to be me is the thing that used to be me that would be the day that i was like oh man that's i need to change my calories i need to increase cardio i need to cut down my carbohydrates and then I'd feel like shit and then I wouldn't be able to stick with it. So,
1: yeah. I think even now I sometimes feel that way. You know, if I'm not making progress, I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe I need to reduce my calories or maybe, Oh, maybe I do need to do more cardio, which is crazy. Cause we know, you know, it's like, you don't need to blast cardio and reduce your calories to an um, unsustainable amount. Um, So it's crazy that even me being a coach or us, like I still have those thoughts, you know, and so it's, it's harder to remind yourself. It's nice when you have someone there to tell you, Hey, don't worry about it. (laughs) You're
0: good. You know, dude, that's why I I did so well with Bob when he was my coach, because like, I would always be like, Hey man, let's drop calories. Like, why am I eating so much food? Like, let's speed this shit up. And he'd be like, "No, man, I don't. I don't think we should drop calories yet. Like, you hired me to be your coach. You're not controlling the show." And I'd be like, "Damn, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you need to be told that." No, I needed that. I needed that. And you yeah. know what? He was absolutely right because I was going through a hell of a recomp at that time, and I wasn't. I wasn't losing uh, weight on the scale, but my inches were dropping, and strength was like going up. And I was like, okay, this is a recomp. And for those of you who don't know what a recomp is, it's pretty much just building muscle and losing fat at the same time. And it's actually really fucking hard to do. And there are only a couple of instances in which it's even possible. So, um, yeah. But I think anyone
1: new to training, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I which think that's what I've most realized. are,
0: right? Like most people are new to training
1: yeah i think for for my audience and probably yours too you know at least in the beginner stages of training maybe they know the basics uh, maybe they don't but i think with that kind of person you could be in a small deficit and still gain muscle because your body's just it's never really done that for a consistent period of time before so i've seen actually working with clients i used to always think no it's too difficult to do that way too difficult to do that um, and it is difficult, especially if you've been training a long time, but for people that are new, they can definitely gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time, which is a nice position to be in. So if you're new, no excuses, you've got to
0: get after it. Cause you've got some beginner gains to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. And those newbie gains they come fast. Like it's so exciting. That's why when people actually get into strength training and they're like, they get into the, the compound lifts. I think it's important to do the compound lifts in the beginning to get those newbie gains, like, like get your squat up to, you know, it's potential get your bench and your deadlift, all of that up to its potential just because it's fun. Like it's fun to lift heavy weight and be like, Holy fuck. My body can do that. That's it's fun. Not just for the, like the muscle gain and the fat loss and, all of those benefits, like, uh, I mean, there are thousands of benefits why somebody would want to start building some muscle and, you know, improve their strength. But I mean, just for the fact that it's fun and it gets you addicted to the gym, which is a healthy thing.
1: Yeah, totally. It's something else to focus on. You know, if you're very type A and you're very like on top of like a a program and you go all in on stuff. It's really nice to have something, especially when you first start and you're making personal records, like every single week that doesn't last forever. So that's fun when you first start and also it's nice. And this is something that I'm trying to work with my clients with at the moment is trying to take some of that focus off of the scale and onto the training because it, you know, sometimes body weight, and fat body fat or i should say body weight really sometimes your scale goes down sometimes it doesn't doesn't mean you're not losing fat but it's nice to take your focus off of what's the scale saying and onto you know how my lift's doing because if you're getting stronger that's obviously a great sign that you're 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 making you're building muscle and you're making them gains you know what
0: i'm saying making them gains baby yeah, for sure surezies, I mean? for, for, sure-sies, for sure-sies, mate. I i love it man i think that's what I'm trying to get my clients to focus on as well. And I've been like reviewing their training logs and stuff a lot more often and giving them feedback mm-hmm. telling them to send me, uh, you know, some videos of what they're doing in the gym so I can see their form and, you know, encourage them. Like I have one client, Courtney, if Courtney's listening to this shout out to her, um, she was, we had her doing some, um, some heel elevated squats because, uh, number one, her ankle mobility. Right. But number two, I was splitting up her quad and hamstring days. So gluten hams on one day quads on another day. So two leg days per week, she wanted to build her legs. And I was like, this is, this is a great way to do it. Um, and so on her quad day, we have her doing a, a elevated, uh, heel elevated squat. And the reason for that is the more, the more knee flexion you have in other words you're using fancy terms but in other words the more you bend your knee basically right the more your knee is bending the more you're including your quadriceps in the movement so basically at the beginning of this um little mesocycle that she's on now which is i mean whatever you want to call that i'm not going to explain what a mesocycle is you guys can google it Um, just a training cycle in it, just a few weeks worth. Yep. Yep. So she was, uh, she could barely get, uh, past parallel barely. And Mm -hmm. I gave her a couple, like her squat looked good though. It looked good. I could just see how tight her ankles and calves were. And so I could see that that was the limiting factor. And rather than her, like trying to get deeper and force it and then like arch her back and like totally screw up her back. She has some back problems. I, I mm-hmm. just was like, I just was like, just, just do a deep squat hold for like a minute every day and just set a timer mm-hmm. in between work and just do a deep squat, hold, stretch your calves, you know, lean up against the wall a couple times a day. And then she sent yeah. me her video like three weeks later. And I'm like, holy shit, she got like another four inches down into her squat. I'm like, that's so cool. Great. So, that, so that's, that's just cool, some mate. of the benefits of like sending your coach uh, form cue videos of like what you're doing in the gym. It's so beneficial.
1: Yeah. And so often I don't get those videos come through and that's why it's so important, you know, because even if you're lifting the same weight, but you're doing it with better technique and more range of motion, that is in itself is great progression better actually than you know less range of motion with more weight so that's a great progression and actually i've been having this conversation with a friend of mine who's actually a long-term client as well and he, he's been having some back issues as well and i've been trying to get him to get some weightlifting shoes because i squat in weightlifting shoes for those of you that might not know it's like a heel the heel elevation is built into the shoe so that when people do Olympic style weightlifting, they can sit more upright in the squat, um, which is easier when it comes to doing like snatch and clean and jerk. If you've ever seen those Olympic style movements. Anyway, so I've been trying to get him to get a set of those because he's been having some issues with his back when squatting because he's trying to squat too low because he really wants to do like ass to grass squats. Mm-hmm. Ass to grass. Ass
0: to
1: grass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn ass to grass. He really man. wants to do ass to grass. So, but he's like struggling, he gets his back sore. And um, the, the pushback I get from that is like, okay, well, what about my mobility? You know, shouldn't I be working on my mobility? I mean, yes, you should, you know, you should be also working on your mobility. But one of the great things about the squat, especially for what we program it for, is to build the quads, you know, and like you said, the more knee flexion you get, the better. And so if you have a pair of weightlifting shoes or heels elevated, with a plate. Um, you're going to sit much more upright in the squat. You're going to be able to get lower into the squat without doing the butt wink and rounding your back as you get to the bottom of the squat. And so you're going to reduce the risk of injury. You're going to increase the range of motion and you're going to increase targeting the quads. Mm. And that is the reason kind of we we do squats really, unless you're like a powerlifter, which is like, it get as much weight up by any means possible, but that's not necessarily what we want to do in the safest way,
0: yeah, no, I love that. Would you say that so so a lot of people do squats for glutes and they think that mm-hmm. um, squats are a really efficient exercise to build the glutes and hamstrings. Do you agree with that in and what are some what are some better glute building exercises?
1: I think it's okay. You probably would build your your glutes a little bit. Um, but it's probably not the most optimal in terms of like how much fatigue you're under and such, but I think it's good. Like you're going to, you're going to target the glutes a little bit doing that. My favorite for glutes would be a Bulgarian
0: split squat or walking lunges. Mm, That's a hot take. I don't, I don't hear those. I hear split squats, but I don't hear walking lunges on the list of like top glute building exercises. So go into that, like walking lunges. I've I never heard that.
1: Well, I mean, just do a set of heavy walking lunges and see how you feel the next day.
0: Mm.
1: It's going to be your glutes. You know, I had a client, an in-person client this week on Monday, he was supposed to do three sets of walking lunges and uh, we have just started training together. So he did two sets and his ass was cramping up you know, so yes, how many, of uh, course, how many
0: reps, like, do you usually program for him? Or did you program that day?
1: I programmed, um, I think it was 14 to
0: 18. Oh, that's brutal, dude. You're
1: on each side or no, 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 Because okay, it's walking okay. lunges. Okay, okay. No, not on, not on each side, mate. Goodness like, me, dude, that is like, that torture. is savage, mate. Yeah, dude. No, 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 no. Uh, it's supposed to be like it will it's seven to nine per side at 14 to 18 so usually i i get them to do 16 but depending on you know save some room for progression and weight they could do a little more a little less depending on the weight that they've got but yeah so that many steps for th- around three sets and the, the movement was pretty new to him like he hadn't done walking lunges much um, but generally speaking it's the glutes you know not only are they having to stabilize because you're doing like a um or like a it's not like a double leg movement where both feet are staying stable you know it's like a
0: unilateral single
1: leg exercise yeah unilateral so you're having to stabilize through the hips and then also on your on your front leg when you're coming back to standing your glute is having to push your hips to open your hips right mm-hmm. so Right. In terms of like a, a great feeling in your glutes, I find those two to be the best. Like if I do those, I'm sore for a couple of days in the old glute, the old glute soles, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: the old gluteus maximus, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean, cheeky, I, cheeky. Yeah, no, it's definitely cheeky. Um, I, so I've been doing a lot of hip thrusts lately and I know that's like, you know, you see every Instagram model, fitness trainer, like loading yeah, do, up the yeah. hip thrusts, right? But a lot of them are mm-hmm. doing them wrong. They're doing—they're not doing them wrong, but they're not um, optimal for the glutes because they are actually taking—they're using too much range of motion. So let me explain. So in a in a hip thrust, the active range of motion for the glutes is actually, it's it's not very far. It's usually like four or five inches past parallel. So at the top of the glute bridge and then four or five inches down. So it's like a small little humping motion is like the active range for the glutes. Once you get too low, the tension is off of the glutes and your chances mm-hmm. for building muscle are not quite as, are, they're not quite as good. Obviously you still build muscle. But the form and technique matter a lot in hip thrusts. And a lot of people are not able to load up the bar quite enough, A, because they're not actually using their their core and their abs to like, make sure their lower back doesn't feel the movement. So that's huge with hip thrusts. Having all that weight mm-hmm. on your hips and then making sure you're using your abs and your core to like really, really like, somebody's about to punch you in the stomach. I think that's a big mm-hmm. one. And then yeah. using a smaller range of motion to the point where your knees actually stay parallel, like they, they parallel. To I the see wall what you mean. Right? Yeah. So, Cause if you go too far down, your knees start to cave in and you lose tension <laughs> on the glutes and it becomes a less efficient exercise. You can't load it up as much. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah. I think people also miss that last little bit where they tuck under, you know, the pelvic tilt, mm-hmm. a lot of people miss that tucking that pelvis under, um, I think it would be a posterior pelvic tilt.
0: That's a tough one because so many people walk around with, uh, anterior or posterior pelvic tilt and they don't know it. And Mm -hmm. so correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, so posterior pelvic tilt is where your butt tucks under that's right. Yeah. An anterior pelvic tilt is where your lower back is rounded. Right.
1: Yeah. It a hurts. lot of people, I think, do it for the booty. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Right. 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 No, no. <laughs> no it know. makes it makes sense. Like you walk around looking like Donald Duck and then <laughs> and then you got that. <laughs> That's right. Out, right. But yeah, it actually yeah. create does create a lot of uh, lower back problems when uh, people are lifting, squatting hip thrusts, anything where you're kind of loading up, um, heavy weight, it, it does pose a problem. So learning how to get that rib cage down and tilt those hip tilt, those hips underneath. That's really, that's key. I I like that you brought that up. Not a lot of people talk about that.
1: Yeah. Like people who go straight up and fully extend their hip at the top, which is good, but then they're just missing that little tuck under with their pelvis really squeezing the glutes and tucking under tightening the core.
0: Yeah, in that if you're the, tuck. You on under, the booty gains. Right. That little tuck under will actually tighten up the core too like if you just did it while standing you'll feel your core start to engage. There's a lot of people who have anterior pelvic tilt. They they have a hard time contracting their core and they usually they have a lack of core strength, which is what kind of brings the hips under. Yeah. Yeah. But I love That it. would be called that. lower crossed syndrome. Lo- yep, Lower crop. Yeah. Somebody took their PT exam and passed. <laughs> L- Just tr- blacked it, mate. There you go. All yeah. right, man. So I got yeah. some questions for you. Some people have asked. Sounds bloody lovely. Me, and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride, my man. So what are, and this is, I saw you made a post about this. So I thought it'd be a good one. Cause somebody asked me this one. Um, what are your thoughts on discipline versus motivation i hear a lot of people saying how can i get motivated i just don't have the energy like i just motivation just isn't there like can you talk about motivation and why it's such a fucking buzzword in the fitness industry why everyone thinks they need motivation so yeah good question I think it's definitely something that we
1: all struggle with. You know, it's hard to get going when you do have low motivation. Um, But I think the thing that I've seen posting around more often is, you know, you can't wait for motivation to get started because, you know, when you start seeing some progress, for one, that's when motivation kicks in. But with that said, motivation isn't going to be around every week. You know, it's inevitable. Uh, And this is hitting me as well right now. Like I've got a kid, as you know, uh, like a two and a half year old daughter and I work in person, I work online and it's hard. Like there's times of low, low motivation for me. And so, you know, I think you can't wait for periods of high motivation to be doing your workouts. Uh, because if you do wait for them, they're never going to come because you're not making the progress in order to get that momentum built up. So I think you you have to have a goal, a clearly defined goal. That's the rule, really the foundation of what it comes down to. What is your goal? And be fully honest with yourself. Is it to lose weight? If you want to lose weight, how much do you think you want to lose How quickly or slowly, obviously, slowly is great, slower, better, but how are you going to attack that? Obviously, as us being coaches, we can help people decide that and come up with their goal or approach with them. But if you're not working with a coach, then it's like, okay, what's my goal? How much weight do I want to lose? What's a sustainable amount of weight to lose? How many calories do I need to be burning or eating in a day, right? to make that goal happen and then it's like we've got the goal and then you need to build a plan to you need to build a plan to get to that goal Mm. what's your plan is it to work out three times a week is it to work out four or five times a week obviously the more sustainable approach the better whatever you can commit to that's what you should go with You know, don't go for five days a week. If you have never been to the gym before, you know, start with once or twice, Um, but you come up with a plan and once you have a plan, you know, what you need to do, you know, low motivation can't throw you off track because you have a plan and you, you need to follow your plan regardless of how you feel, you know, and I'm not saying that that's easy by any means. Cause it's not right. You know, we wake up and you're like, Oh, fuck this today, I'm not feeling it. Right. But you have the accountability of a plan. You've got your plan, you've got your workout plan, you know, which exercises you need to do, which days you need to do them. And you just get there and you do it. You know, even if you're lifting less weights for the day, you know, in comparison to what you normally would, it's, if you don't have a plan, end a goal of course low motivation is going to kill you because like what are you going to do you're just going to be like well I don't have a plan I don't even know what I'm going to do at the gym you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah no, yeah true. i like that and and i think the most important takeaway from what you just said would be the being specific about your goals because like yeah. you said motivation isn't always going to be there but if i have Like if I can break down my, like, let's say it's a a goal for 2022 and my goal for 2022 is I want to lose 25 pounds, right? Well, Mm -hmm. within that goal, how can I break it down on a daily and weekly basis to help keep me on track, right? Okay. Boom. I'm going to work out three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Boom. I'm going to hit six to 8,000 steps per day. And if I don't, if I miss one of those days, I'm going to make it up uh, by adding a little bit more the next week or something like that, whatever it is. How am I going to, okay, boom. I know I need to eat 2000 calories to be in a calorie deficit, to lose about a pound per week. Right. So how am I going to do that? Do I have, do I have like, specific meals that I enjoy, like, can I pick out four meals for breakfast that I like to cook that are easy, time efficient, high protein for breakfast, four recipes for lunch and four for dinner that I know I love these recipes and they're fucking easy for me to make, right? The go-tos. Yeah. And then I have a couple options of like, when I want to eat out with friends or family, I got a couple options there. And I know yeah. like, okay, I know how to track calories at restaurants. And I know how to do this. Cool. Okay. Now I have a plan and I also need to sleep seven to nine hours per night. So how, like, when do I go to bed and when do I get up? Like, these are all things that, um, you don't need to think about all of them right now. Like if you're just starting and you're thinking about, you want to lose weight or you want to build muscle or whatever your goal is. Uh, you don't have to think about every single facet of of the, your plan, but the more mm-hmm. specific you are with your plan, and the the better detailed you are with it, and the more you lay it out as something that's sustainable, like you said, and easy to follow, the better chances you are you have of sticking with it. And within yeah, within that plan though comes a very necessary part for for me personally, which is accountability. Now. Mm-hmm for myself, I, I have had coaches in the past and I love that sort of accountability, right? I don't have accountability as far as a coach right now, but what I'm doing, and you guys see this on my stories is I am posting my weight every single morning. That's not only for you guys so that you guys can see what weight loss really looks like and see the grind but it's also to keep me accountable to the journey because if I wasn't posting my weight every day, now people would be like, Hey, why aren't you posting your weight anymore? And I'd be like, fuck, I'm actually up like from the holidays and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm a coach. So I I need to, I need to be a man of my word. If I'm going to tell my clients to do something, I damn well better be doing it as well. So
1: yeah, hundred percent. I think one thing that you mentioned there as well is like, in terms of the specificity is really important, but also like building the habit. So if it's someone that's new to the gym that doesn't have access to a coach, let's say, and it's so overwhelming to think like, how am I going to go to the gym and follow a workout plan? You know, I think maybe for that type of person, maybe your goal isn't to follow a plan, but your goal is in terms of like your, Your plan is to turn up at the gym three times a week. Pick what day you're going to go, pick what time you're going to go, turn up, play around with some of the cable machines, um, ease into it because it can be daunting going to the gym, of course. Um, You know, just play around, ease into it, build your confidence in using the cable machines, do a little bit of cardio, just build the habit of getting to the gym and then go from there. You can dial it in a little bit more as you learn right so it's like building the habits once you have the habits built discipline becomes a hell of a lot easier yeah like yeah. It, like i said if you're going to try and go 5 times a week but you are new to the gym and you don't have the habit of going to the gym it's like you're setting yourself up for failure so it's like it's it's all about building the habits
0: as boring as that sounds isn't it <laughs> but it really is it does sound boring but But it's not boring once you start seeing results in a year from now, two years from now, you have this physique that you didn't even know was possible. And a lot of people who listen to my podcast are older, they're in their 40s, 50s and 60s. And so just knowing that you can have the body that you never even thought was possible, you can be as stronger than you never thought was possible at whatever age you're at right now. So don't let your age be an excuse. Don't let your lack of, of time and lack of motivation, most importantly, be an excuse because motivation is bullshit. It doesn't, mm-hmm. motivation, you do not, you're not just going to wake up one day and be like, I'm suddenly motivated now. It does not fucking work like that. It just doesn't. You can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, no. yeah. I can't wait for that shit to happen for me. Fuck. I've been, <laughs> I've been low motivation <laughs> yeah. for a long time, man. You know what? Motivation yeah. comes from, from, motivation comes from seeing results. In, in my book, okay. for me at least. Um, no, it does. It is motivating when you see results.
1: Um, yeah, it really is. But you need a plan, really. Even if it's, even if it's not super specific. Like I said, you can just say turn up at the gym, and that's your goal. You know, like um, I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits, but I think he yeah. talks about it in that. And it's just like, okay, pack your bag the night before. Mm-hmm. So the, all you know, when you wake up in the morning, your bag's ready, all you got to do is pick up your bag, get to the gym, start with five minutes at the gym. The hardest part for you at first is just walking through the gym just door. Getting there. Just getting there. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if you turn around and go back, yeah. you know, but you'll be there and you'll be like, well, I'm here now. So I might as well, you know.
0: Yeah. Do Jordan, whatever. Jordan talks about this too. Jordan Syatt. Um, He says. He says, "You know what? When I'm when I'm not motivated to go work out, I just can talk myself into going and doing my warm up. And if I'm if I still don't feel like working out after my warm up, I can go home. But ninety nine percent of the time, I go and do my warm up, and I'm I want to work out after that. So I'm already fucking yeah. here. I might as well. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's for a lot of people, it's it's very psychological. They they uh." they look at all of this as like a a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of preparation involved. It's going to take a lot of your time and blah, blah, blah. I have a client right now who's been with me over a year, and she started with – we started her walking on an incline on the treadmill two days a week, and now she is – she trains hard three days a week, and I – I can see her numbers. She sends me videos and she also does. Um, she also does cardio and she's always trying to beat her last. Uh, she's always trying to beat her last score on, on the elliptical. She's always trying to like, like
1: get after it.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's over 200 pounds and uh, started at around like two seventy, and now she's in the 220s. Dude, that's crazy. And nice. Like, now she's in the two twenties, but the most important thing is she's not afraid of going to go into the gym anymore. And she started with just the elliptical, and so it's incredible. And and I admire the hell out of that because I know yeah. I know the gym for a lot of people can be intimidating, and I know it feels like this club. And everybody's watching you making fun of you or whatever. Um sometimes I feel yeah, like it's that. not <laughs> yeah, sometimes me too. I if I go to a like new gym. Right. Yeah. So, sometimes yeah. I feel like that when I'm in the gym. I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, like, you know, if I if I'm weak, everyone's hard, I watching just, me. Yeah, everybody's watching, dude. Like everyone's nobody, staring at
1: my ass. I know it.
0: Nobody's watching. Nobody's trying to put <laughs> no, their no, finger not all. in your bum.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, actually I've got, I've got a a similar client, uh, transformation. Let's say Mm -hmm. this guy is, he's been my client for two years and, uh, he's actually someone that we've done a, like a bit of a service exchange. He's been someone that helps me a lot with marketing and just basically got me up and running with my business. And I've just been coaching him, programming with him. And he's been a bit of a workout partner to me and I've seen the transformation that he's been through. He used to turn up at the gym and do a lot of mobility, trying to work on always perfecting the squat without any weight, generally, you know, like, and which is great that he was working on technique and stuff, but just not lifting enough to, to see progress over time. Anyway, he used to kind of walk in the gym, keep his head down, not say, say much to people. And now he's been following my programming for the last two years. He has put on a significant amount of muscle. And he walks around with his head held high. Not like an arrogant guy, but you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's such so much more confident in himself. He walks in the gym and he's like, hey guys, I like, all right, mate. Yeah, all up, oh up, mate. Ooh. You know. And it's great to see that. And like his business has actually become very successful in those last two years as well. And so I think it carries over yeah. into other aspects of your life, just the confidence and how empowered you feel from you know getting in and making a change with your with your body your physique feeling more confident in yourself so man it's so good to
0: see that yeah yeah and not to mention the community aspect that that i touched on a little bit earlier like when you have a community of like-minded people and then you go somewhere and now all of a sudden like you've been going there for two years and you've got a couple friends there. When you see them, you're like, "What's going on, bro? Like, what are you working on? Yeah. Squats? All right, cool. You know, I got push day today. I got bench, whatever. Yeah. And you know, you just bullshit with people, and all of a sudden, you're like super comfortable there, and it's like your second home, you know. And and uh, I think a lot of people, that's what maybe they don't get from like corporate gyms, you know, like like Planet Fitness or um, Snap Fitness places like that. You know, I'm sure there's outliers. I'm sure there's some Planet Fitness gyms that are, like, incredible. And the people who work there are incredible and, you know, super cool, like, lifters who go there and, and stuff like that. But um, but for the most part, like, I've seen those communities in, like, smaller gyms, like, little little mom-and-pop yeah. gyms, which is, like, it's always fun to see uh, yeah. people being a part of a community because it really, like, totally. community is, is so important.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a great point, mate. And I've said a long time, like one of the things that CrossFit has done so well is build the community. And when you talk about a workout program and what's going to give you the best results, it's always what you can follow. And you know, when you have a community, you know, there's people there that know who you are, that know you go there and they're like, where's where's this person been? Yeah. You know, it's like extra layer of accountability plus a little bit of banter. You know what I mean? We're your, we're your fellow lifters or whatever yeah.
0: it makes a big difference yeah they're like what's going on coach as <clears throat> you been here in about six weeks mate what's, what's going on <laughs> you know what
1: i mean i've had low motivation you bloody wanker <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man I, I i love it because uh that is something crossfit has done really well i actually worked for a small power lifting gym and uh one thing that they did which was kind of cool, but also maybe some people might think it was annoying, is uh they would text their members if they missed like a class or like a couple classes and be like, Right, hey, yeah, where are you at? Notice you haven't checked yeah. in this week. Like, you know, they would do that shit and it's like, motherfucker, I'm on vacation or I've hurt my toe. Like fuck you. <laughs> right. But 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 I still That's think nice though. I still think some people that's like scaling the unscalable, right. With business, it's like, you know, planet fitness is not going to fucking text you and be like, Hey bro, where you at? You're paying $10 a month for this and you're not going to show up. The fuck's wrong with you. Yeah. Um. But you know, these little mom and pop gyms, man, they, they can, they can text you and be like, Hey, where are you at? So Yeah. That is nice touch actually. Yeah. It's pretty, unless you're on it's, holiday. Yeah. It's pretty cool. If you're on holiday, you're like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. We got another question for you. And then I think we're going to wrap it up. We'll, we literally answered one question and then we went on a tangent. So we're going to answer. Well, It was a good tangent, I think. Yeah. It was a helpful tangent, I feel like, for a lot of people. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a good one what are some of the biggest differences you see in successful clients versus unsuccessful ones?
1: Wow, that is a good question. And I think, to be honest, the biggest part comes down to mindset. And you can share your experience with this as well. But of course, like having a good plan, going having someone that's coming into the pro- coaching program that is understanding that we're going to take a, an approach that is sustainable because so many people want to go quickly but um a, when people are open to going with a slow approach maybe they've tried keto in the past maybe they've tried you know carnivore whatever and uh, they're frustrated with those you know kind of fads let's say although they can work for sure but um you know, they've tried stuff and it just hasn't worked for them. So they've cut, they're coming into this. It's like, okay, I need a different approach. So that's a really good sign when people have tried it on their own. They've been experimenting, hasn't worked out, but they are open to change and they know that they believe in themselves, that there is a way. And so one thing that I've seen is my, my successful clients are more positive. Generally I'll tell by my check-ins like, when there's positivity, even if they've had a bad week, they're being positive, and I've noticed that that a lot of the times carries people through. So whenever I do my check-in responses, I always try to, you know, thank them for their positivity, you know, because I want that week after week. Because not only is it nice for me, of course, to read positive messages, but you know, keeping people positive about things is really important. I think that's a good character trait. And strangely enough, one thing that I noticed that most of my successful clients have is gratitude.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I wasn't really expecting that. And the people that I've worked with that have had the best transformations or that have just been the most pleasurable to work with are grateful for everything that you do, you know? And I feel like, okay, people are paying me for a service and I'm trying to get them a result. And I don't know... If I just have my own biases or whatever, but when people are grateful and they're like, I, I'm shocked sometimes cause it's like, okay, you're paying me for this, but you're still so grateful of everything that I'm saying and everything that I'm doing. And they, they take it away and they implement it with uh, the open-minded, I suppose, and great thing that you do. And just so it happens that most of the people that are like that tend to be the, the best have the best transformations
0: yeah yeah you know that's that's damn near I would have said damn near the same answer if somebody asked me that um Mm -hmm. one thing that I have kind of learned lately is you have to set boundaries with people in your life so and we always think of boundaries as a negative thing boundaries can be a very, very good thing, right? Because they set an expectation of how you want that person to treat you or how you want that person to treat themselves around you, which is interesting concept, right? Like, But if my best friend is constantly, every every time I'm like, hey, how's your day going? And my best friend is like, man, I'm just... I'm really, really struggling today. I just feel like a failure. I'm not doing good at work. I I slept in too late. I, uh, I'm eating like crap today. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, 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 like, let's, let's work on this because, because I will not allow you to speak about yourself in a negative manner like this. I will not allow you to speak about yourself like this in front of me, at least you can, you can speak about yourself, however you want anywhere else. But when you're talking to me, I don't want you to speak down about yourself. And when you set like that expectation from the start, then they know that like, Oh, Jeff doesn't like it when I complain or when I speak badly about myself, he likes it when I'm, when I look for the positive. Jeff likes Mm -hmm. it when I look for the things that I'm grateful for and like the things that are going well in my day. So then our conversations become much more positive because it's not about me trying to fix your issues or enabling that sort of mentality because it's, it's toxic. It's toxic as fuck. Mm -hmm. When somebody is just always negative and they always are complaining, it's toxic. And, uh, And it breeds it breeds you to kind of like be like, look, I don't really enjoy talking to that person because they're always complaining and always negative. Right. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not a like unanimously positive person. Like I don't wake up like, oh my God, the sun is shining and rainbows are (laughs) flying out of my ass crack. Like that is not me at all. Like I will wake up and some days I wake up and I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. And then other days I wake up and I'm like, man, I really don't feel like doing this, (laughs) but I I fucking do it. (laughs) I know what you mean. Right. But but I fucking do it no matter what I fucking do it no matter what, because I know that feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. And as soon as I get out of that mindset, there's things I can do to get out of that negative mindset. If I'm like, I really don't want to do this today. You know, I, for me personally, I like to go on a walk, make myself a nice breakfast, call somebody and talk to them about stuff. Um, yeah. and you know, take a shower, like make my bed, like things like that, you know, write out a gratitude list, all of those things will help kind of put me into a better headspace to be able to tackle my day better. So.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really good point made because like if people, let's say they're your clients and you've told them to be positive, right? Let's just say that. And they are about to do their check-in and they're like feeling like, Oh man. And then they remember that you've told them to be positive. And then they have to think about what's gone well that week. And actually they're doing okay. You know, I think that's great at rewiring the way that people think, you know, so that's a really good, a really good way of doing it. And, um, I think, yeah, gratitude journaling because like everyone's got shit going on. And I, I complain like we have a weekly call you and I accountability call and I'm just like oh, I can't bloody do anything cuz my kid's like crawling over me and sneezing <laughs> on me and whatever
0: you know <laughs> Oh I love our calls man I love our calls but yeah sometimes no, so sometimes good. it turns into me or you venting about just life shit and then sometimes we're like yeah strategic like we have strategies we want to do this week and we we're holding each other accountable to getting it done
1: Yeah Yeah, exactly. So I think people, you know, positive affirmations about yourself and gratitude, gratitude journaling, or just even saying what you're grateful for. Like, man, I was just saying this the other day. I was like jealous of people that are driving Teslas around my area. I've just moved into this new townhouse area and I'm like renting a place. I'm renting this place. Everyone drives a Tesla or a BMW. And like, I'm driving this matrix that's a little bit banged up Toyota matrix, right? And I'm like, looking at these cars, I'm like, man, I'm jealous. Like, you know, what what, what do I need to do to buy one of these cars? Like, so I can fit in almost. And then I'm like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hold the phone. Watch your knickers, hold your horses. You know what I mean? I'm like, I have a car and I have, you know, I'm renting a townhouse. Let's just put things into perspective here. Like I have a car that's incredible that most people don't have the um have the ability to do that. So I should be grateful for that. I have a car, I have a roof over my head. And you know, so it, it can really put things into perspective when you start to either start your day or, you know, through the day, remind yourself of what you're grateful for. And it's like I I know that we've chatted about this. My daughter, she's two and a half, like she's been off sick a lot. She's been climbing on my laptop, sneezing on it, you know, I'm trying to do work and client check-ins and stuff. It's chaos, mate and I'm just like, Oh man, I see other people like able to work nonstop, you know, great building, great big followings on social media while I'm, I feel like I'm struggling with that. And then it's like, man, I've got like the most beautiful daughter, Right. And so again, I have something that a lot of people want, you know, a family. And, uh, so it's, you've always got like pros and cons, but to remind yourself of the things that are going well and not always just dwelling on things that aren't going so well is, is important. So I, I think that's really good that you mentioned that you tell people ahead of time, you know, to be, to be positive and to, to make sure check into positive yeah. because
0: yeah. look for the positives. That's, and that's an expectation that I said from the beginning now is like, Hey, I, this is what I look for in a client. I'm looking for somebody who is willing to put down their negativity, to put down their limiting beliefs, to stop always looking for what they're doing wrong and start looking at what they're doing right and the ways that they've grown and then ways that we can grow more. So that's, that's who I'm looking for. If you can't fit that, you won't be a good fit for coaching.
1: Yeah. I think mostly just being open-minded, you know, we're all going to fail that's the thing. Like we all fail. I've been failing at my cut for the last 12 months. It seems, <laughs> you know, like it's just, what can you do differently next time? Learn from that mistake. You know, we could it's talk not, about this for a long time.
0: It's not failing though. If you don't give up.
1: Yeah. hundred That's, that's yeah.
0: the only way to fail is to give up. Right. Yeah. You can't fail if you don't give up. So that's, that's kind of the main thing. So, I just want to show you this real quick. This is so these are these are some gratitude texts that I get sent every morning. Somebody sends me their gratitude lists, and then I send okay, one. back. Okay, great. And then yeah. I send one back, right? So this is this is another yeah. guy who sends me his gratitude list, and then I send one back, right? So That's cute, mate. No, it's cool because some days I don't want to fucking think about what I'm grateful for. <laughs> I don't want to. Some days I get those text messages, and I'm like. Shit. I just ignore like, Okay, them. fine. I just ignore fine. them. Fine, right? here's what I'm grateful for. I ignore them and then I feel bad because I'm like, oh man, I, I got to send one back, right? So then, so then I have to like really kind of dig those days and be like, what am I grateful for? Because I don't ever want to just be like, I'm grateful for my house, my cars, my clothes, blah, 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 like my relationships. Those are all generic things and that, like that doesn't, the point of a gratitude list is to cultivate a feeling of gratitude. It's not to just... Write a list to say that you fucking did it. It's to actually Mm -hmm. cultivate. for sure. You got to feel that. Yeah, it's to cultivate a feeling of gratitude. So I actually have to think for a couple minutes about what, even if it's just this cup of coffee, because this is what, because it tastes amazing, and it's helping me stay in the moment, and it's helping me be a little bit more productive, and be a little bit happier today. Then that's cool, right? But a lot of times I'll I'll write that one thing, which is coffee. And then I'll usually three or four or five or six more things will come the same way that we go to the gym and do our warmups. And then all of a sudden we're doing a full workout. I don't want to do that gratitude list. But if I just write down one thing that I'm grateful for, usually I'll come up with five or six. Yeah,
1: because you start to have like a more positive outlook on your whole day. You know and of course at first you're just like oh i can't be bothered with this bollocks you know what i mean i'm not grateful well you can all piss off mate and then it's like oh actually you know i'm very grateful for my coffee grinder
0: <laughs> my coffee grinder um yeah i man, remember I-, I had
1: to bloody give it the old
0: <laughs> the, old, the, the old,
1: handheld one at one
0: point the old handheld grinding twist mate
1: yeah the ha- keep <laughs> fit
0: coffee grinder <laughs> The shake weight coffee grinder. Dude. Exactly, yeah, dude. Maybe that's a new business idea. We should come up with that. Shake weight coffee grinder, man. Yeah, you know what a shake weight is, right? These things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to do it. Um, no, dude. Shake weight coffee yeah, yeah. grinder, bro. You get fit while you're grinding your beans. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, baby. Exactly, that's, dude. That's a million dollar idea. I'm t- Somebody
1: needs to hire mate. me, mate. You you're onto something there. Mate. I know,
0: I know, dude. And that's the thing is like, I'm so fucking slept on. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, dude, amazing episode. This is like, okay, so me and me and Andy, we we might have something coming in the near future, coming in 2022, and uh, and I'm not gonna announce it yet because we need to. We need to strategize on a, on a detailed plan of how we're going to go about it. But, um, but there'll be more coming from me and him shortly. So stay tuned for that. And uh, coach Tate is tell the people where they can find you.
1: Okay. You can find me probably on Instagram at coach taters taters is spelled T-A-I-T-E-R-S. Um, at coach says across most platforms or Andy Tate on YouTube, um i'm sure if you look via jeff then you can find me oh yeah Yeah, but that's where i mostly am on on instagram right now doing my thing you know trying to post
0: doing your thing thing all right i will link that down below in the description and uh dude thank you so much for coming on and uh and we'll be talking in the dms my friend thanks for having me mate all right back to the cave back to the cave here we go